Today's WWFL show pod is sponsored by Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Extra Virgin Olive Oil has been around for centuries. Um, and I just want to give them a big shout out. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do this pod without those guys. Uh, and I, I got to admit, I've been using Extra Virgin Olive Oil before they even sponsored the pod. Um, it's just versatile and delicious and um, really kicks butter's ass up and down the kitchen. So big shout out to Extra Virgin Olive Oil for sponsoring today's pod. You can find it at almost any convenience store, grocery store, eh, hell, probably gas station. Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Hello and welcome to the week four reflection on the WWFL podcast. We're happy to have you back. I am your host, the Golden Microphone, also known as Patrick Loglin or Lincoln Logs. And I am happy to finally be joined by the WWFL commissioner and fellow owner C-Rats, Pete Bredigan. Pete, how's it going tonight? Uh, great, Pat. It is just an honor and privilege to be on this uh, podcast. I'll tell you, the people over at uh, WWFL HQ have been taking notice of the just absolute steam that is, this podcast has taken off on. I mean, this is a rocket ship of a podcast where we're, you know, I'm really thinking that we need to start diverting ad dollars over here, take them away from ESPN and CBS and some of the big dogs because this this thing is just a rocket ship here, Pat. Yeah, you know, we've seen viewership almost double from about uh, 10 to 20 in the last few weeks. So really, really love seeing that numbers. And again, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma, whatever it takes. They're not doing anything. It's a pandemic. So we love to see that. Absolutely, Pat. Just, just thoroughly impressed through and through. All right. Well, Pete, people have been wondering what your takes are on the teams around the league. So we'll dive into the week four and uh, kind of look back and see the week that was. Um, you know, let's just dive in to just someone that's hotter than a pistol. He's just screaming through the sky like Haley's comment. We got the goat, Merkham, who put up 151. On gonna smothers you to his 109 just absolutely dismantled him uh what are your takeaways from this matchup last week pete you know honestly i don't think i've ever come out of a draft thinking wow i really like trevor's team never never have said that once um the guy just keeps winning though get his team now and i think man these guys kind of suck but he just slams points all the time kittles back with an absolute vengeance Dalvin's a stud, uh, you know, his, his Chiefs running back rookie, a uh, little bitter, taking some flyers on some rookie running backs that haven't worked out. And this guy, you know, I mean, not a huge week this week, but the guy just puts up points. I don't know how he does it. I look at his team and I think it's trash. I'm 0-4, so I guess I'm really not the guy that uh, you should be asking on this kind of shit. Yeah, you know, and again, just looking at Trevor's team, you know, seeing those shades of the GOAT poking through after an 0-2 start, getting uh, George Kittle back at the tight end position, I'd say, you know, 32 points is not a lot, baby girl, just a Kittle bit. Um, But, you know, it's good to have that healthy George Kittle at tight end. And then Dalvin just keeps cooking uh, with another huge game, and he's been consistent. 
Um, looking on the other side of the ball there, we got Charlie's team, who actually didn't put up too bad of a performance, um, but it looks like Kenyon Drake got caught in the uh, duck blind there and wasn't able to really come through at that RB2 position. Um, Charlie's team is kind of struggling, but there are some good notes with Adam Thielen and Aaron Jones uh, kind of stepping up where he thought they would in the draft. Yeah, no, Chuck took a big flyer on Lamar Jack. Um, I knew it was a bad week for Charlie because he offered me almost a full team trade. Uh, <laughs> trade uh, Gallup and Drake, both who uh, scored just under for him when he is trying to trade his entire team. Yeah, that's you know that's that insider information that you can only get here on WWFL the Pod. So. Uh, hopefully Chuck can turn it around next week. We'll have those predictions coming up later in the pod. We're going to jump over to the another matchup, um, kind of the middle of the road here. It's the um, five fifth-ranked team, Wizard of Ozeal, who did take down the sixth-ranked team, Kobe. Murray finally picks up a W after a two-game slide thanks to a pitiful game from OBJ. That's really all he needed as the rest of his team failed to really meet any projected point totals, um, but it happened against a depraved and struggling Kobe squad. Yeah, this one was a real uplifter for me because as a lot of you guys know, I traded away Calvin Ridley before the season started. And uh, he scored about a million points week one, about a million and two points week Okay, week three. And then came through with a big goose egg. That just, I mean... I'm a Kobe guy, you know, he got me in the playoffs a couple years ago, and he's beat me for about 100 straight years in a row now. So, I beat Kobe is when I didn't have to puke. Um, and he's, you know, yeah, just here, so I'm kind of in his back pocket, but really feel good that Calvin really um, bit here because uh, Odell and noted you know, good on one side of the ball, tough on the other, but at least it wasn't me playing. Yeah, not to pile on to Matt any uh, further, but started the season uh, with two straight 140-plus weeks, and then it seems like the luck has just run out after getting that first-round pick and then uh, first overall pick and then having a bunch of injuries here uh, and just kind of struggling. Um, and then, you know, looking on Murray's side, good performances, but uh, there might be some trouble in the land of Oz as – uh, you know, his his top running back, Nick Chubb, um, is going to be put on the yeah. IR and is injured um, yeah, to that one. So that's going to hurt him. Chubb. He's got he's got some depth, though. Mark Ingram, that Gibson or whatever the hell his name is, he's been having a fine season through here. So he's got a little, he's got a little depth. I think I think Mike's got some room to breathe here. Um, we'll see how it plays out, though. All right. We'll move into the third matchup of the week, and this one was pegged as the granddaddy of them all, uh, and it kind of lived up to it, but due to COVID and injuries, um, there was some disappointments. Um, Diesel was scrambling on Monday night, trying to find replacements, and I just think injuries kind of ruined this this game. Um, Dan was able to pull it out, 109.6 to Pat's 98.92. Um, but we'll look at this one down the line as another possible matchup. Pete, anything that sticks out for you? On uh, this you one? know, just looking at the tape here, I just watch Carson grind out, grind it out, grind it out. But you, you can't. Dan's just such a well-rounded team. 
um, that I just I, I liken Danny's team here going into this. Um, obviously, PBK is going to be putting up a fight through here. But as you said, just felt like we got just felt like we got just a little bit on this one with with all this. Obviously, quite a bit of drama on uh, Monday night there with Hardman pickup and all of this business. I get done with my adjusting shift to about a million text messages from the group about how, you know, I have to make all these commissioner moves to insert people into rosters and stuff. Uh, just a lot of drama around that. So, um, again, just felt a, a little left this game with a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, and, you know, for those boys and girls who grow are thinking about, you know, maybe I don't want to play in the WWFL, but I want to run the WWFL. Um, that alone just proves it's not easy being the commish. So it's a it's a night and day job. Uh, and it, it happens 24-7, so you gotta, you're always answering the beck and call. You know, it's, it's a, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's an absolute privilege and honor to be the commissioner, but, you know, for those guys out there who's thinking, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows, let me tell you, it's a, it's a hard-fought battle. We got, we got, very, we have a very high level, very demanding, very successful, okay, that was too far, um, we have owners who just they require a lot here you know they they're they're not gonna just roll over here these guys are strong-willed uh big personality guys who aren't afraid to give you the business so uh it's 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 not the easiest job in the world so i appreciate that little pat on the back pat and appreciate the pat on the back that i just gave myself so thank you for bringing that up yeah, and to loop it all the way back around to the All-22, you know, Dan's having a great year out of Alvin Kamara, um, and he had a, another big week along with Alan Robinson. And uh, I think it might not be too early to start looking at, can Dan go undefeated? Uh, there might be a little reverse psychology in that for me since I'll be playing him this week. But, um, you know, maybe Dan could go undefeated. Let's not jinx it by Everyone's saying that, but maybe he could. It's all over the news. It, I mean, why wouldn't we bring it up on the pod, you know? absolutely absolutely um and to our final matchup this one is uh it hits home for both of us on the pod here uh my second seeded team lincoln logs took down uh sea rats who's in eighth 122.38 121.22 um just snapping or snagging the uh jaws of out of the jaws of defeat and uh taking the win and keeping pete uh with the zero in the win column pete i'll turn it over to you uh, fantasy football blows. It is terrible. Um, it stinks. Uh, I hate it. Um, I just like to back up while I have a minute on this to draft night with literally everyone. Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, uh, everybody was agreeing. Sea Rats had the best draft. Couldn't agree anymore. Fantasy pros agreed. Yahoo almost agreed if I would have drafted a defense. Um, and since then, we fired our GM. Um, four different fourth graders have now turned down. Well, I started with just fifth graders. I then expanded my search to uh, rats. then expanded our search to fourth through seventh graders. And we now have had four fourth through seventh graders turn down uh, the general manager position. Uh, we've offered minority ownership stake and none of them want anything to do with it. So it, it is dark times, um, made darker by this past week here. Um, 
last week, if I would have started Keenan Allen, I would have won. This week, if I would have started pretty much anybody other than the people I started, I would have also won. Uh, leaving Joe Mixon on the bench, really what was going through my mind on the Sunday and Thursday when I was making these decisions is I just recalled Danny telling me how much he hates Joe Mixon. And I was like, whatever, Danny. Joe Mixon's great. And then he scored five points week one, and then 10 points week two, and then seven points week three. And I thought, you know what? Danny's right. Fuck this guy. And then he scores 39 fucking points and is the greatest fantasy player of the freaking season right now. And um, fuck me, I lose. Um, and then, just to really just get on my shit show of a train here. Um, on what was that? When did I text you, Pat? On Monday morning or Sunday night? Sunday night, I texted you right yep. before the Sunday night game. And I had Zach Ertz, Tyreek Hill, and Mason Crosby. And I needed 25 points to beat you. Uh, Ertz comes out big and gets me four points. So that didn't start great. And then really Tyreek Hill didn't do much until, what was that, the fourth quarter where he scored his touchdown? So, yep. That's when I texted you and uh, said, yeah, I think you got this yep, one. Looks pretty, pretty wrapped up. And then Crosby needed, what, five? He needed five points. And I'll beat you. And uh, he misses the opening extra point of the game, negative three points, and ends up getting four points. And my season's pretty much over. A lot of people are saying, Pete, you're the best 0-4 team that the WWFL has ever seen. Couldn't agree anymore with that. But at this point, um, I'm trying to put on a brave face. But um, it was just an absolute shit show in the locker room afterwards. Um we had uh, everyone fighting. Zach Ertz said the N-word. It was just terrible. Um, so we'll see if we can rebound from this. I have no idea, but uh, things aren't looking good for us right now. Well, to lift some spirits, Pete, you know, let's just look at the bright side of Josh Allen continues just to be an absolute stud for you. Third best ranked fantasy player uh, this year in the WWFL. Um, came through big again. Uh, looks like you have a solid quarterback from the future. And uh, tip of the cap to Matt Gieske, who called that Melvin Gordon would uh, contribute to your team here down the line. He had a great Thursday night, um, and it was really started off well for you. Um, it's just hard to overcome Dak Prescott putting up 37 in just a trash yeah, game. it would have been easy to overcome if I would have started, you know, Mike Evans or Joe Mixon. That's for sure. But just, just a bad coach. Yeah, I know. I tried to avoid the fact – Tried to avoid the fact that you left 60 yeah. points on the bench. But we can move on yeah, from that. I was there for that, I remember. Anyway, next. All right. Well, I think uh, we have a special edition of the commissioner's corner this week uh, and we're just gonna start it right here and uh head it over to the commissioner's corner welcome to the commissioner's corner sponsored by love sack bean bags get your love sack on the love sack also sponsored by Cisco wireless routers when you need okay internet connection but not quite sure if you always need a new internet router 
Check out Cisco Wireless Internet Routers. Now to the Commissioner. Hello, everyone. This is Commissioner Pete Bradigan. And that was your Commissioner Corner, sponsored by Good Gather from Target. Get food with cool packaging. Man, I, you know, that's my favorite segment of the week. I, I always enjoy hearing from our commissioner in those uh, little address to the nation. It feels like a fireside segment, chat so. with FDR uh, is what I always try to try to get to with those, you know, and it just I feel like I've really connected. Yeah. To yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it really does a great job of capturing the week that was uh, letting us know that despite the pandemic and everything going on, we're, the WWE will always be there. So Absolutely. that's a great thing. It just brings the people right inside of WWFL HQ. Another segment of Danny's Dynamic Data. Danny, week four, four and zero for the second time ever in WWF history, looking for his first ever five and zero start. PVK, is that the first ever commissioner insert into a lineup? Still the first time you've been at three and one. Trevor, best single week point performance since week one of 2018, and don't look now, he's second in points. Chuck, one in three or worse in back-to-back years. That's the first time since 09, 2010. Pete, looking to avoid 0 and five for the first time ever. Only other 0 and four was 2017. Logan, his third closest win in WWFL history, 3-1 for the first time since 2016. Matt, lowest point total since week 12 of 2017, which is also the last time he started 1-3. Murray, regular season win, number 110, only behind Chuck at 113. Week 5, Logan over Danny, 16-12. Pete over Trevor, 18-10. Matt over PVK, 19-9. And Murray over Chuck, 17-13. Go Gophers, roll the boat, Skyuma, and God bless. And with that, let's mosey over to the waiver wire segment as COVID was again, once again, the key word of the week. A lot of COVID pickups and drops, uh, specifically Murray and PBK dealing with the Cam Newton, uh, the Pats versus the Kansas City Chiefs game and Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Pete, but just a lot of a lot of issues with the COVID and uh, adding an IR spot. Any comment on that? You know, I spoke to the people. It was contentious. It was dramatic. We had uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of name calling. Um, but in the end, we came to a resolution. And, uh, you know, un- unprecedented times cause call for unprecedented moves. And it was a move that we had to make. Um, and it really came down to your vote there, Pat. So tough spot for you to be in as last guy to check your phone, apparently. Yeah, that's what happens when you're uh, not in the, the stratosphere of any, uh, you know, Wi-Fi or cell reception. But uh, I'm glad that I could uh, have a vote. That's a, that's a great thing in the WWFO. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to give the waiver wire champ of the week to Kobe, who just continues to just mop up and make moves. I think he had six different transactions this week. Um, So we'll give him that crown. That doesn't mean necessarily good things for him. Uh, But Matt, very active on the waiver wire. He is hammered in this thing like a prom date, Pat. He just doesn't stay off of it. Yeah, and it it just happens on the strangest nights, too. You know, you just never know when Matt's going to get a notification from Matt. He's picking up a kicker and dropping a defense at uh you know 3 a.m on a sunday or something like that this guy that's why that's why he's good he never sleeps man he's always on that waiver wire 
Yeah, well, well, hopefully that'll turn it around for him. Some other notable ads. Chuck adding one of my favorite kickers since Young Hoku and Rodrigo Blankenship. And then also jumping on the chain train of uh, Abbott, adding Robert Tanyan after a, a big breakout game on Monday night. Yeah, you had to see that one coming from a mile away there. Um, just waiting for that domino to fall. I kind of teased him in the moment. I just looked. Uh, Pat, you know the highest scoring tight end this season? I, I mean, three touchdowns. I'd have to go with Tanyan. That's Big Bob Tanyan, baby. Kittle, he's a chump. Big Bob Tanyan, that guy is the number one tight end, and he is a week four waiver wire pickup at 10.07, right after he caught the third touchdown by Gunnis Mothers. Chuck's not afraid to take a take a waiver on some random people, though, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and the only thing I just wonder is, you know, what 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 did Chuck like after the third touchdown that he didn't like after the second? You know, you know, was it it was just too much? It went over the top for him. He was like, "This guy, I gotta get him in now." But. I guarantee it went through Chuck's head after one touchdown that he was getting ready to click that waiver button, and that just he couldn't he couldn't contain himself. Uh, another moment that we'd just be remiss if we didn't mention. Uh, Chuck adds Jameson Crowder and drops Adrian Peterson. And my question is, is this officially the end of the era for AP? I I would almost guarantee, write it down, freezing cold takes, that Adrian Peterson will be on another WWFL roster this season. Wow. Love to to hear that from the AP side. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Murray adds maybe one of the hottest running back uh, waiver wire pickups of the week and D. Ernest Johnson, who's going to take over as a handcuff for Nick Chubb. Uh, but Dan also added a running back help in Chase Edmonds um, as Kenny Drake hasn't been getting it done in Arizona. Honestly, you don't know who any of those guys are. <laughs> and uh, of course, you know, good something that we'd, we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't mention also is uh, Pete with the ad drop possibly of the week as he moves on from Mason Crosby after that uh, missed extra point. Um, Pete, is this the end of the era for you and Crosby? Any uh, care to comment on that? Uh, the official, no, I don't care to comment on it. The official WWFL stance has had nothing to do with his performance on Monday night. And, or excuse me, the official C-Rat stance is that this had nothing to do with his uh, performance on Monday night. And that is all we are willing to say at this time. We'll leave it at that. Here we are at Dr. Diesel's COVID Corner, the latest updates in week five of the WWFL season. We've seen a couple COVID positive cases with Stefan Gilmore popping positive after hugging Patty Mahomes on Monday night. That could be a real issue for the Chiefs going forward. We've also seen a few more uh, COVID-positive cases with the Tennessee Titans. What the hell is the WWFL and Pete Brettingen going to do going forward with this season? That is really up in the air going forward. We've also seen a uh, COVID-positive patient in New York with the Jets. Really looking to see what happens with the game with the Arizona Cardinals and the Jets here, but I do not foresee... A lot of positives coming forth in the next couple weeks. Um, I think the season's canceled here shortly, boys. Stay tuned. Today's pod is also sponsored by fall. Fall. It's the current season we're in. 
And although, you know, it comes with flaws of having to rake the lawn and uh, bag those leaves, it's, it's kind of fun, right? I mean, it's 80 degrees one day, 50 degrees another. So a lot of things you can enjoy. So shout out to fall uh, and everyone who uh, helps bring fall to us. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, look forward to a, a growing um, relationship we have as fall as a sponsor. Also, I uh, just want to make a note that today's pod is not sponsored by candy corn. Because fuck candy corn. Unless it's mixed with peanuts, you can't eat it. It's just plain solidified sugar. Why do people even eat that? It literally only lasts for a month and then it's gone. I can't even stand to just like look at it half the time. Candy corn can just really, you know, screw off if I'm up to my opinion. So just want to make it really known that candy corn is not sponsoring this pod. Not a shout out to candy corn. And now we'll move into the week five matchups. This is a big week, uh, another make or break to kind of put separation between other teams and the standings. We're gonna kind of start in the middle of the road matchup. It's gonna be with the fifth ranked team, Wizard of Ozeal, who's projected 112. He's facing the number seven ranked team, gonna smothers you at 113. Uh, this is a toss-up game of the week. Murray might have to find a replacement for Diggs if the Titans uh, don't get their shit together and stop catching COVID. Um, Chuck seems to have a much more favorable matchups. Um, Pete, what's your take? Uh, this is a big game. You know, uh, for Chuck, two, two and three is very different than, you know, one and four. And same for Mike, three and two, you're a lot more in the driver's seat here. Um, I just... Top to bottom, I do like Mike's team better. Uh, still don't believe in Odell, and if Diggs is done with COVID here, he's going to have some bigger, some, some big hurdle to jump here this week. So I think it's going to really come down to watching Murray's wide receivers this week. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, you know, kind of a matchup that I have pegged is Juju's listed as questionable, didn't practice today, and Chuck's got Deontay Johnson, um, you know, kind of the yin to Juju's yang uh, in his flex. So if Juju doesn't play, a lot more opportunities to Johnson. Um, I'm going to say, you know, although it doesn't look like it on paper, I like Murray's running backs, and I think I'm going to pick Murray to win this one. Yeah, I I would uh, I would agree with that. I think uh, on the podcast here, just something from the WWFL headquarters there, Pat, is uh, I'd have to check with my East Coast guys, but we, we're going to just warn you, we don't want to be a little careful with uh, how much you Okay, we got a lot of big time sponsors in the kosher world, so just hang off on that a little bit, okay? Thank you. My apologies. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. We apologize to the Jewish community out there. All right, without uh, uh, stewing on that any longer, we'll move on to the next matchup. Um, this one, the three third ranked team, Dr. Diesel, projected 107, although he does have uh, Devontae Adams sitting in his lineup with a bye. Um, facing number six ranked team, Kobe, who's projected 111.36. You know, if Pat puts a new wide receiver in that lineup, it looks like it'd be at 120. So Pat is the favorite here by around nine points. Yeah, even with that, I'm a Kobe guy through and through. Um, I love the balls on him. It doesn't, I don't know how many big balls it is, but it feels like some balls throwing in some of these. I mean, his running backs look like absolute trash right now. Um, 
but really liking this Justin Jefferson start in that flex spot, you know, on and off weeks, but still, that's the balls of Kobe to make a move like that, despite his absolute dog shit running back to the start. Yeah, you know, like, as you mentioned, Gieske's just fought all year, and it's it's really an admirable thing. But Pat's uh, wide receiver depth is just something that amazes me. When I look at the wide receivers that Pat has on his team, uh, a lot of us wish that we had some of those in our, our wide receiver two, if not wide receiver one slots. Um, so, you know, after Gieske getting that first draft pick to get CMC and having two weeks with 140, but then facing injuries and then being a waiver wire uh, king, you know, I just think it's just too much, and I'm going to have to pick Diesel here. Um, again, I am kind of Diesel's bitch boy after getting beat by him for 14 straight years, so I'm, I'm sticking, I'm going to go against you there, Pat, and I'm putting a hard underdog lock on Kobe. All right, and moving on to the third matchup, this one features our commish, who's in the eighth spot in the league, C-Ratch, projected 112.77, facing off against Haley's Comet, hotter than a pistol, out the gate, number four seed, uh, Merkham, who's projected 127. Pete, I'll turn it over to you for the first takes on yeah, this Yeah, this is my lead pipe block of the week here, Pat, and I am going to guarantee a Trevor Horning victory this week. You heard it here first. In his face, in his face, right here, lead, pot, lead pipe block of the week on the pod. I'm coming after you, Trevor. Trevor walks away with the win handedly. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard not to look at things. He's got Kittle back healthy, two dominant running backs. You know, the rest of his team is just one big play away from a huge week. But not so fast. No one circles the wagons like the Sea Rats. You know, Pete's been counted out. He fired GMs. He's still in the search. Premium content's being questioned. But if Josh Allen can play this week against the Sickly Titans, I think this is a viable upset. You know, hear me out. Allen, 35 points. Tyreek Hill, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown. No Chris Godwin? That means more Mike Evans. Mike Davis has a CMC-type game against a joke of an Atlanta defense. Mixon just keeps going after a dominant week four. Ertz, tight end one. Gordon clones his week from the week before. And Gautskowski makes all his extra points. Pete, I'm picking the C-Rats. Huge upset and going against your lead pipe block of the week. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad pick there, Pat. But let's, yeah, I'm glad you have faith, I guess. More more than more than the, you know, 15 guys on the C-Rats roster. I'll tell you that much. Hey, it's got to start somewhere. Maybe. Or not. And the <laughs> and the big matchup of the week, uh, you know, coming after what some call the granddaddy of them all. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, a matchup of the content platforms for the WWFL. We have the number one seeded Fish House at 127, uh, facing off against my team Lincoln Logs, who's projected 119. Um, despite the eight-point favorite, I like this matchup. Pete, what are your thoughts? Oh, man. Dan, Dan is just talk about having a tough schedule. He just had to face the number two team. He knocks Diesel off. Now he's got to come back and face this, you know, Logan guy out of Bonnie. And, uh, I mean, you just look at this lineup. I mean, these are two teams that I see as the top two teams in the league. And that's because I'm looking at the standings right now. Then when I look at their rosters, those look like good rosters. Um, 
this one is just tight. Danny's undefeated. A lot of people are saying he's going to stay undefeated for the remainder of the season. Um, not to jinx that, but I just have to stick with Danny because he's undefeated, and a lot of people are saying that he's going to stay undefeated forever. When I look at, you know, Fantasy Pro's premium content, uh, I'd like to say, let me run through Dan's lineup here. He's got the number one QB in Russell Wilson. He's got the number one wide receiver this week in DeAndre Hopkins. He's got the number one running back this week in Elvin Kamara. Um, stacked. I mean, Pat, if I go over to your lineup, QB4 for Prescott, Q, or WR11 for Cup, WR14 for Chark, 5 for Jacobs in the running back. Again, Derek Henry's the 12th ranked running back. Uh, Dave Schultz. I think that's my dad's old neighbor. Oh, no, Don Schultz. We'll get the meat market at, at McIntoons. Apparently, he's starting now. He's the he's the tight end ranked number eight. Kareem Hunt's the sixth ranked running back. I, I just see Danny as just this complete undefeated team. He's probably going to stay undefeated for the rest of the season. That segment was sponsored yeah. by Fantasy Pro's premium content. It really doesn't help you out much. Well, hey, I mean, make make some room on the bandwagon, Pete, because I'm jumping on the fish house bandwagon. Um, you know, I think Alvin Kamala is a difference maker, um, as he's, you know, the fourth highest scorer, scorer in the league this year. Um, I'm going to keep a level head in the locker room. Fish house has a really good team. Win, lose, or draw. My team's in good shape. Um, catching Galladay on a bye. So I think, you know, Dan's going to win this one, but I look forward to a Week 12 matchup with this game actually matters for playoff seeding. Mm. Mm. Well, it's going to be a hard fall one, Pat. I'm not counting you out. I'm just saying Danny's undefeated. He's probably going to stay undefeated for the rest of the season. Hey, like I said, make room on the bandwagon. Of course, what everyone should be tuning into this coming Sunday is the French Open final to watch the King of Clay, Rafa Nadal, go for his 13th career title. With a career record of 99-2, yes, that is 99 wins and 2 losses. Surely that has got to be the most dominant and unbreakable record of all time of any sport. Of course, he will be going up against the ever-so-capable Novak Djokovic. Djokovic comes into the final undefeated in matches he has completed this year. I say completed because he was defaulted in the round of 16 in the U.S. Open after he hit an umpire in the face. The condition to actually do favor Djokovic since the final is being played in October as opposed to its normal date in June. The weather is obviously much cooler, making the court and balls a lot heavier, although Rafa hasn't dropped a set yet in this tournament, so it should shape up to be another classic. Vamos Rafa! And our last sponsor for today's WWFL Pod Show is Gallon Storage Bags. Specifically, the click and lock double zipped gallon storage bags. Let me tell you, these bags are the real deal. They're 100% recyclable. That's a huge thing in today's world. So the WWFL likes to back sponsor, uh, things like this to make us look better. Um, so, you know, the essential everyday gallon storage bag. You can really put anything in it. And again, 100% quality guaranteed, 100% recyclable. Gallon storage bags. Find them at your local farmer's market. To avoid dangerous suffocation, keep this product in all plastic bags away from babies, children, and other human beings that don't have a brain. Do not use this product in cribs, playpens, or strollers distributed by Super Value. Gallon storage bags. 
Well, folks, you know, that's going to wrap up a week four reflection and week five picks. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have the commissioner, Pete Bredigan, on. Pete, thanks for joining us tonight. Any you last know, words Pat, for again, WWFL it's, Nation? It's been an absolute pleasure as your commissioner and co-owner of this great historic franchise in this great historic league. I'd like to thank every one of you out there for your hard-fought battles, your late-night waiver-wire pickups, your constant devouring of WWFL content. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you out there, all you little people out there um, that are just constantly, I mean, the fans, right? You guys know what it's like to go out and try to take a pee and people are asking to shake your hand and get an autograph and take a picture. It's not easy for any of you out there either. So I'd just like to thank you as well. Um, And let's just keep this rocket ship going, folks. The stars is our next destination. And with that, you know, go, go hit a follow and uh, smash that like button on Spotify. And we'll see you next week on the WWFL podcast.